Hey gang, just before we get into today's show, word of note, this is recorded prior to the Houston uh, second round pick trade for Brandon Cook. So there's a little segment where we ask uh, Ewan whether or not the uh, Texans might trade or take a, a wide receiver in the second round. Do you love NFL football fun and booze? Join us at Thurston Gold Podcast every Saturday night for weekly NFL coverage, whiskey, bourbon, scotch, and beer reviews. We mix expert football analysis with signature drinks, original segments, and lots and lots of laughs. Yes, that's right, football fans. Please join us at Thurston Gold Podcast by heading over to thurstongold.buzzsprout.com or search Thurston Gold on the web. If you're tired of boring podcasts, come join our football party. Hey, this is Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman and host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and you are listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Hey, we're rolling, we're rolling. We got all day long. Stay tuned, man. We got something special for y'all today. You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. To the 10, right to the 5, scooting in for the score. Touchdown. Yes, welcome everyone. This is the Full 10 Yards Podcast. I hope you're all doing fantastically well in these strange times. Content is coming at you thick and fast in these parts today over at Full 10 Yards. And today, got a bit of a hybrid, a bit this time of year, obviously a bit of NFL meshed in quite nicely with college football. On today's podcast, we're going to be taking a look at how those two have meshed, a bit of free agency and how that has affected the first round uh, of the NFL draft, which, by the way, if you didn't know, is now going to be apparently going to be virtual. So... Um, I, I saw a rumour actually somewhere that someone said that someone was worried that someone's going to hack into uh, conference calls and all the rest of it. But um, yeah, more on that when we get it. But um, yeah, obviously free agency has happened. Got some more clues uh, in terms of what teams might be looking to uh, fill, uh, what gaps they'd be looking to fill in with regards to the draft. Uh, but also, you know, whilst you're trying to fill some gaps um, through free agency, there's also some holes that are created because of that as well due to obviously the ripple effect. So we're going to break that all down today and see how they're... How it's shaking out in terms of the NFL draft. Joining me on today's show, got lots of people, and uh, I've actually got all their faces in front of me, which is a bit strange. Uh, but it's nice to see. Obviously, uh, COVID has, has stopped us from looking at other people in in real life, so it's all through screens now. But there we go. Um, but yeah, five of us. Is it five of us today? Hang on, let me just check. Have we got my screen open? Uh, yeah, five. <laughs> open camp. Um, obviously, a lot more people have got a lot more free time, so we've got more people on uh, to give more opinion for you, lovely listeners out there. Uh, some people have even had the ch- chance to be a YouTube sensation, but we'll get to him and that later in a very shortly indeed. But let's welcome on today's crew for the podcast. First up, Mr. College himself, Lee. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, very good. Yeah, we've not spoken in quite a while, have we? Um, on the, with Sean and Rob uh, quite recently, so uh, touch base with them, but not with yourself and not with anyone else, not with many people anyway, like you say. But yeah, good to be, good to be in uh, on the conference call with everyone else. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, and uh, we'll bring in next. Uh, is it the useless chef? Uh, what, what, what's going to happen, Rob, when you're not useless anymore, mate? I'm always going to be useless, Tim, so I won't worry about that. Okay, that's fair enough. Just, I'm just thinking long term, Rob, that was all I was worried about. Well, people have followed this, you know, followed me on fantasy for a while and know that I'm useless, so <laughs> they still follow me, so you know. There you go. Uh, always improving, Rob. Always improving. <laughs> um, next up, we'll welcome in Ewan. Ewan, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, Texans obviously aren't in the first round, but um, maybe we'll get an opinion whether or not they're trade up to get into the first round. But uh, how, are you, how are you? You recovered from the uh, DeAndre Hopkins trade yet? Yeah, it's all about money, unfortunately. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> as is everyone, everyone at the minute. But, yeah, all good. Surviving. Surviving indeed. And we welcome on for the first time Mr. Andy Moore, part of the fantasy team. Andy, how are you doing, buddy? 
Not bad, mate. Yeah, just uh, used to the video conferencing for work. So yeah, just just keeping it going, mate. It's all good. All good. Yeah, I mean, if, if you get nervous at any point, just pretend this is a work conference and exactly, you'll, you'll, yeah. be you'll be fine. You you'll probably be don't want to listen to a lot of uh, a lot of that, but yeah, all good. <laughs> I work on a golf course, by the way, so I don't. I, this is new to me. This is, this technology thing is brand new to me. So, <laughs> what's the what's the phone? Um, <laughs> I'm surprised you're now to use YouTube, then, Rob. If that's the case, I don't. My missus does it for me, doesn't she? <laughs> oh, very good very good resourceful mate resourceful very good uh right okay let's get into it then um let's start off at the top here let's have let's get a bit of a, a temper check uh on the on the first two picks in the draft obviously cincinnati and washington uh, at this very moment are uh, scheduled to pick from those spots uh, anyone want to stick their hand up and think that um joe burrow and chase and chase young will not go one two to the bengals and the redskins any hands show of hands yeah, go on in, Rob. What do you reckon? You re- uh, um, let me guess. Let me guess. Washington trade back. Yes, Washington trade back. You can um, read his marks. <laughs> yeah, you, thanks. Yeah, someone has mark, at least. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. No, um, I, I think, and I know me and you, Lee. I know we dif- differ on this point, but I, th- I think the the defensive line of Washington is is brilliant. Uh, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, um, Jerome Payne. I don't think they don't need don't need Chase Young. And I, I understand that. I think Chase Young is the best player in this draft. I really do. And it would be crazy for them not to. But I think what they will find with Washington is they'll get such good value for that pick. They're going to be able to grab three or four players out of this draft or possibly next draft for that. And I think that's going to be too tempting for them. I really do. Just yeah, I mean, obviously you've got the coach. You're not sure what Ron Rivera wants to come to do if he if he comes in. Obviously, Dwayne Haskins is in his quarterback. So I've seen obviously a couple of mocks where two has gone number two to the Washington Redskins, which would really put the uh, cat amongst the pigeons. But um, mm-hmm. I, I think he'll probably run it out with Haskins. And um, yeah, uh, Lee, what do you, you think? Well, just one thing on the whole Dwayne Haskins thing. Um, Washington are holding their virtual draft party, of which Dwayne Haskins is part of. So I guess he's going to be staying there. <laughs> <laughs> it would be pretty bad if they uh, drafted his replacement live and right in front of him for everyone Brilliant. to see, or all their fans to see. But I don't think it's going to happen. So yeah, I think we're safe to acknowledge Dwayne Haskins is going to be there too. Is not going to be drafted by the Redskins, and probably going to be drafted for it. Chase Young, as he should do. Mm, yeah, interesting. Um, okay, yeah, obviously no one's interested in in Cincinnati, <laughs> uh, whether it's whether it's in the draft or whether it's outside of the draft or in regular season. So we'll move on from them. There's no way they uh, they give up Burrow. Uh, but let's talk about number three. Um, obviously, Detroit have made a few uh, few changes in, in free agency. The main one being obviously Darius Slay to Philadelphia. Uh, obviously, Darius Slay had a few parting shots as well. So, um, you and come to you. Does that does that mean that uh, the Detroit Lions are maybe locked into? For Kudu now at three? I think so. The, it's difficult. It's a bit like Chase Young in many ways. I don't think you can pass on a player like Akuda. Um, but if you think of trading down candidates, um, if Washington don't bite, you think the number three spot's going to be open to Miami, Chargers, maybe even Carolina. I don't know, somebody that might want to trade up and um, and get and get the uh and get one of these franchise passers because there's not many of them. So, yeah, it could be. But I think, yeah, if, if they don't get the offer they want, then it could all the way. I think he's a, a special, special corner with unbelievable uh, traits. I think you can't really pass on a player like that because, again, there's not many of those either. Mm. Yeah, not, I mean, and uh, Yeah, I'll stick my hand cool. in there. Do we not think Simmons is good enough to go there, though? I mean, I know that um, Akuda seems to be the natural fit, but we that Simmons is on that upward uh, upward... 
um, you know, um, projection. And uh, I just think he's good enough to go there. I think he's a, the, the huge defensive piece that the, uh, the Lions probably need. And, I mean, that cornerback class, I mean, you're going to think 10, 12 are going to go in the first 100. If Detroit, second round, just makes sense to, to me that they could uh, address that there. Um, and go Simmons. So I think Simmons is that good that it's it's worth going in that, uh, in at that point position. What position does Simmons play? Actually, that Andy. I don't That's know. It. Well, I just think he's that he's almost like that Fitzpatrick, well, I mean, a Fitzpatrick player that you've seen that we, we've seen the last couple of years. Plug him in anywhere. Um, I mean, for me, I'm probably putting him in at strong safety or something like that. But still, I, I, if you drop him back into to, to free safety, even I mean, he's going to cover that secondary, and then you can uh, take a slightly lesser corner because of his sheer. Ability, maybe. That, that's just my, my two pence on that. Yeah, Lee, Lee come to you. Obviously, you know a lot about the, the, the prospects in this draft. Well, uh, yeah, Cornus does seem to have a, a fair few guys projected to go in the first round. Uh, do, do you think, obviously, people like Simmons could mean that he, he could go to the Lions, where, yeah, like Andy said, you can Detroit in the second round, obviously, have an early second round pick, and then pick up a, 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 corner, a corner then? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, he's, oh, yeah, the, the corner class is great. Uh, there's no denying that. I'll take a point from what Andy said and what the point what, what you said. Andy is perfectly correct. Like Simmons is good enough to go. He's good enough to go number two, I think, because um, he's one of the best players in the draft. He's an unbelievable talent who you just don't get these sort of players coming on, especially not on defense. You know the way he's built. He's a wide receiver playing anywhere on the defensive side of the ball, really. And what you said is. Where do you put him? Wherever he wants, wherever the defensive coordinator wants to put him, he should be moved around. He shouldn't really pigeonholed into playing a certain position. Um, and you just don't get these players coming along very often. So, what we're going to do with him? I don't think he's going to go to Detroit at number th- number three. I think they're kind of wedded to a Cuda now. Um, Slay's gone. They need a cornerback number one because they got picked on when they had Slay. They just picked on the other side, and you, you can't. You have to replace him. It would have been nice for them to pair him with Darius Slay, but obviously Darius Slay's probably won it out now for 12 months or so. Um, so now I think it's going to be uh, Slay to Detroit, but I, I don't think there's going to be anyone who's kind of complaining if Isaiah Simmons went anywhere in the top, well, anywhere. It's going to be obviously not number one, but could go from mid two downwards, really. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. Obviously, the, you you got the old cliche: don't don't judge people by their words, judge them by their actions. And obviously, letting the slay uh, slay walk, and obviously, he wasn't really interested in coming back by the sounds of it anyway. But the fact that they didn't even entertain bringing him back uh, says to me that they probably uh, more than likely they're not going to go uh, Akuda at three. But yeah, obviously, it remains to be seen. Obviously, ideal for for Detroit would be Miami, given the you know, given bringing up the phone uh, through the virtual. You know, maybe the, I don't know. Maybe they have a Zoom meeting. I don't know. Um, but saying, oh, yeah, we want to trade up three to come and. To, come and take to her um we'll give you what three and, and uh was it 26 they've got or three and whatever um i, I don't I, I actually don't think we'll see any trades in the first five uh or five or six so um but obviously yeah, for, for detroit the ideal the ideal situation would be that um obviously miami or i don't i can't see the charges trading up we'll get to them shortly carolina um we'll, again we'll get to them shortly as well but i can certainly see everyone sticking around which would obviously make it a bit more boring um, I mean, it's boring enough now that it's all virtual anyway, unless uh, EA Sports get involved. But um, yeah, Detroit, I, I think, uh, let, let's put it this way, the odds definitely would have shortened on Akuda going uh, at number three overall. 
let anyone anyone else anyone else want to talk about Detroit at three? Rob, I can't see you in on two seconds. Let me see if you got your hand up here. No, you sit back. It's fine. Um, okay, let's move on. Let's move on to Detroit at four. Uh, usually make dumb decisions when they're early on in the first round of the draft, but let's see if they make another one. Obviously, they've they've made a lot of. Um, a lot of changes in free agency to kind of the linebacker position on, and on defense. Um, Martin, um, Green Bay Packer linebacker, Green Bay Packer linebacker. That's, yeah, that's what tongue is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blake Martinez obviously come over um, and they've signed uh, James Bradbury obviously as well from the Carolina Panthers and a couple of other couple of pieces on there as well. Uh, Rob, obviously you've not spoken for a couple of minutes, so we'll bring you in and wake you up from uh, from your slumber. Are, they, are the are the Giants locked in at, at offensive line now? And who, who, um, who do you reckon goes? Yeah, I I I think they're locked in at four to to get the first offensive lineman off off the board it's a question of who i i flip-flopped uh, i had them getting tristan worths first then i kind of think they might go beckton i, I really don't know it, beckton makes a lot of sense because um Gettleman likes his players mean like and and fierce and beckton is just that uh, but tristan worths equally so he, he, he blew up the combine he could fit there but one of the other two guys could fit there as well um uh, what's his name from iowa um, is it iowa uh, Worths. Um, I'm thinking of Worths, Louisville, where he's from. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he could go there as well. It, it's, it's literally, it's, it's, it's more, but I, it, I'll be all in agreement here that New York Giants are taking an O lineman at pick four. Not necessarily, no. I think this going to be the Simmons spot. Fair enough. Ooh. But I mean, There's yeah, Wyatt's definitely like the, the next best, I think. But yeah, I don't think they could pass on Simmons. And we kind of talked about the first three players are kind of locked in, in my, my estimations. And then this is obviously then you've got the best player in the draft available, number four Simmons, and then maybe a line uh, offensive lineman as well. But I think this is your Simmons spot. It'd be a very un Dave Gettleman pick, I think, to take Simmons. But yeah, it's one of those, <laughs> it's one of those things. I think it just yeah, you take linemen and exclusively linemen. He, loves, uh, he loves a linebacker. He checked. He got Shaq Thompson when he was in Carolina. Oh, you mean sarcastic? Well, I think it's, it's, I remember they took Olivia Vernon when they already had, you know, when he was in Carolina, they already had an abundance of D-linemen. So does he take an, does he take another one? Um, quite possibly. Um, I think Derek Brown's in the same conversation as the top, top guys in this draft. So it could well be, could well be that based on his history. But the top, the top lineman, I, I, I think probably if it is a lineman, I don't know if it will be worse um, or Beckton because I think they're, they're probably, you know, I think Beckton's traits are there from the tape of watch. The worst, there's debate whether he kicks his side to guard and he's an all-pro guard. I don't think that's the worst thing to have on your lines, the best player as a guard. You know, you just look at the what Quentin Nelson did at Indianapolis, but they, probably for me it's either um, Willis or Andrew Thomas, I think they take if they go tackle. The more traditional mould that even Dave if Gettleman is. If Willis fails, take Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Yeah, yeah. Let's be interesting to see what they. Well, I think one thing's for certain is uh, that New York Giants don't tend to move up and down boards too much, so they're they're probably going to stick up for anyway. So, yep. um, fair to say that that's probably the one the one thing we can say about Dave Gettleman. Um, okay, let's move over to five. Then obviously Miami um, did the bit of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio more for Wall Street and just give it a bit of uh, a, a bit of money on the uh, on the on the defense, <laughs> signing Byron Jones and um, bringing in half of the New England Patriots roster and Shaq Lawson as well. So. Um, obviously, 
uh, we, we're all obviously thinking two and maybe at five. Anyone, anyone got any different opinions on, on, on five for Miami? Is it definitely two out? Is it definitely a quarterback? Andy, what you got? I'm going Herbert here. Um, I've been Tua all year. Like if you follow me on Twitter, I'm just I'm all about Tua. But um, if you have a chance to listen to like the um, the 360 with um, Justin Herbert that they did with uh, Move the Sticks the other day, and you just listen to uh, it's work rate, it's work rate, and it's more work rate. And I just think that just screams Brian Flores to me. Um, the more I listen to it, the more I listen to it. Um, to, to him speak, I think he's that quiet, calculated leader that um, that maybe that they prefer over the over the stardust. I know South Beach has got a lot of uh, draw for the for the star power as well, but it's just making more sense to me all the time. I just think as well they're quite happy that they won't have to um, go out and trade away all the all the picks that they've accumulated. They they're probably going to get Herbert five, even if the Chargers come above them. I, I'm just I'm just thinking more and more that that's, that's the way we're going to go. I, as a Dolphins fan, I, I wouldn't be overly sad about it either. I think you've got that um, three-year starter there, huge arm. I'd be quite content. Um, like I say, Tua, I, I'd love it, but I do think that we're going to. I do think we're going to go Herbert. I haven't thought about it. I mean, about well, just on your point there, Andy, about Miami being a draw. I mean, I went there last year or year before, and it's an absolute dive. So I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to a Wendy's right, and I ordered a, a chicken burger and uh, fry and uh, and a coke right, and I got a, a cheese. But I got a cheeseburger and like a Fanta or something that I didn't order. That's that's. So, so you're just in Miami was... on Wendy's. Yeah. So, 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 so it serves you right for going to Wendy's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't knock Wendy's. Wendy's is the bomb. <laughs> Sorry, Lee. What's your what's your thoughts? Got yeah. No, no. I was just I was just going to kind of pose something to Andy if I can. Like, um, so obviously you said that you've been on to the whole time. Do you think Stephen Ross, Chris Greer, and Flores have been as well, and then they've changed their mind as well? Or what, what's making you change your mind? Do you think that the brass have the same sort of thought train? Yeah, I mean, it's hard because um, if we had still had Mike Tannerbaum there, it'd be. Uh, Herbert and we wouldn't even I don't think we'd even be talking about it um, but mm. I think um, I, I think that the whole high plast off season was obviously on tour we were going to tank for tour um, I don't think they did anything to dispel that really um, exactly. yeah there was a lot of you know it was it was, ju- it was just a like, ongoing steam train gathering more and more power um, but I don't know I, I just think it just makes makes that sense when you look at the other players that we've brought in um, you look at Van Noy Lawson, Ogba, they're all like hard, they're, they're known for the work rate they're not exactly the most flashy like car in the garage uh, they're just going to get the job done and, and, and they're going to put the work in uh, between um, Monday and Saturday as well so I just think that's that might like the, the staff at Wendy's <laughs> exactly, exactly um, <laughs> it's definitely, uh, Dunkin Donuts is my thing when I'm there, I don't know what it is, it's so good but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, um, <laughs> Yeah, I just think that that just makes perfect sense to me. Um, I don't know why it's just like the last few last few weeks I just thought about it more and more. And I say I think the main thing is not wasting the draft capital to go up to three when they're going to be quite happy at number five, um, and they're going to get Herbert there. I think no problem at all. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think there's any need to move now because the, everyone knows that Miami can just blow any offer out of the water. Whether or not it's the Chargers or Panthers, I don't know, Panthers will be either. But from anyone, you know, they can just do what they want. So there's no point in trying to get into that battle with them. You know, even you know, if you're offering Detroit, even when if it's on like when Detroit are on the clock, 
Detroit are going to call Miami straight away and just say, right, we've got this off, we'll better it. There's no point in getting to that good fight. That's why I think there's not going to be any trades. Did, did anybody watch the Auburn-Oregon tape? I don't know if you've seen that. I watched it just so I could watch. Uh, the first game of the season? Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, in, if you watch that tape, I don't think you could hitch your, your wagons to a guy that's got the future of your, future of your franchise on it. Um, I just, I think he's, he's, he's floor is reasonably low at the minute. So if, if they think, think the upside's their potential, but I think watching that, I just thought that um, he's, he's probably, you know, an overinflated pick for a need for a quarterback. I think he's a distant third, if not a fourth in this, in this quarterback class. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'd, I'd particularly like disagree with that. I, I still think Tua is the much better player um, uh, in terms of like natural talent and stuff like that. I just think that Herbert fits with the coaching staff. Um, I just think that that hardworking mentality they've got, the the whole like New England work work ethic that they've brought with them, it just makes it just ticks too many boxes for me. I, I just think that like. If we're all, we're all, I'm, all, I'm almost setting myself here to, be, to not to be disappointed if we go her, but, but I just think it makes too much sense at the moment, yeah. Lee? Yeah, I mean, that's one game from what you were saying, um, and it's right at the beginning of the season, and the Oregon offence is not great. You know, it's not talented. It's Marcus Arroyo, the offensive coordinator, is really conservative, and I just think if you're, if you're going to put him with a better offensive coordinator, someone who's going to play to his strengths a little bit more, I think you're going to see a much better product on the field from Justin Herbert. And, you know, someone who's kind of in my position where I've kind of been setting myself up for Justin Herbert the whole time and kind of thinking that we're going to get him. I think me and Andy are kind of going through the same thing now where we're kind of getting cold feet at the, at the last minute for our draft picks that we've been looking at all year and thinking, oh, maybe we want to go somewhere else now because I'm kind of feeling the same and I'm trying to get my uh, head into a space where we might be drafting Isaiah Simmons if he drops to six. But uh, I don't think that'll happen, but that's what I kind of want now at the moment. That's it. And, and also, we'll get, like, I don't we'll, know if you uh, saw, like, Tua released that, like, hype video earlier. And it's almost, I don't know, I, I almost thought it was kind of, um, like, almost begging Miami to come and get him as if he'd <laughs> lost the confidence that they were going to. I mean, there's, like, the mock-up of the Miami jersey in the video and all that sort of thing. And I just thought, if you were that confident that you're going that, to, that, that you've had the meeting with the Dolphins, you think that they're definitely going to come up and get you you just sit back and just let it happen and you wouldn't need to do that whole get the fan base on side and, and get the pressure from the fan bases, that sort of thing. So. <laughs> All right, uh, well, we'll, we'll get to obviously um, ch- the charges very shortly indeed with Justin Herbert, um, but I, I've got a, uh, I've got, I've got, uh, what's the word? I don't even, I don't, I don't think uh, Herbert's, I'm not, they're not picking a QB. Um, but just before we get to the charges, do we think Miami, what do they, what do they do at 18 26? Obviously, they've, they've filled a lot of gaps on, on defense. There's not really too much on there now. Is it a case of 18 and 26, uh, Rob, that they go, you know, linemen? Do they go, um, off the early second round? Do they go running back? What, what do they do, obviously, because they've got a plethora of picks, obviously, in, in the 20. 20- Twenty draft. Um, what, mm. what other things do we do we find out from free agency? Do we need safety help? I think they do, don't they? Do we still need safety help? Well, yeah, because they got rid of Minka Fitzpatrick, didn't they? So um, I imagine. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think that I mean, I, it's it's. I haven't really been joining in this conversation with Miami because I I've got it down in my mock that they're the ones that trade up to two uh, to grab two us. So <laughs> it, that's why I kind of that's why I kind of stayed out of this. But I I have got them down later on in my mock for uh, picking up an offensive lineman. Um, let me just find it here. 
They, I've got them going down for Austin Jackson, kind of the, the in my opinion, the best of the second tier of offensive linemen um, down in pick 18. So I, I think they go offensive linemen, and I wouldn't be surprised to see DeAndre Swift at the end of the first um, make an appearance. Uh, I, I just think if they go, if they're going to get their quarterback, if they're going to get Tua here or Herbert, whoever you think, um, they there needs to be better weapons there. Um, I mean, are we are we really seriously thinking Devante Parker is a really good weapon? I, I don't think so. I think they need more. They need more better quality. DeAndre Swift is that because he's a Swift Swiss Army knife. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him go there at the end of the, in the end of the first if if they've still got that pick. Mm, I think they'll pick up skill players in the second round because again, wide receiver is another one that's quite yeah. deep, and we get to wide receiver class shortly as well. But Lee, uh, eighteen twenty six. Who who, um, who who do you think fits the bill for Miami in those spots? I think it's been pretty. Uh, well not documented that Miami are after a quarterback and a tackle in the first round and then using the third pick for whatever. I think they'll use it to move around. I think they'll use this as a, a kind of maybe they'll trade back, maybe they'll accumulate some picks and then move up later because they've got so much ammo in this draft and next year as well. They might use it to accumulate picks next year where they can then con- continue to rebuild or they'll just move four players who they really want. You know, if they see a player coming up in like five picks time, they'll just think, oh, we'll just, just trade up a, you know, throw it in day two pick or day three pick and we'll just move up and we'll just go and get him. You know, they're going to have a lot of flexibility and that's what you want from draft weekend, you know. Um, you know, you've done your bits and pieces in free agency. Like you say, you're not going to be shoehorned into making picks and now you've got flexibility to move wherever you want and take the players that you actually need and not have to take chances. I didn't really answer your question then, yeah. but they'll definitely take a tackle and a quarterback and then, I don't know, after that, just, it'll be flexible. That's very very I'll jump quickly in there. One, one very quick point. Um, we cut, we, we've got rid of Rashad Jones. Like you say, Fitzpatrick wins. Um, I think safety is the big need. Um, Miami plays six defensive backs more time, more than any other team in the league last season. Um, there's a lot of buzz around uh, McKinley uh, out of Alabama. I think that's the. No, he's Dallas. Up. Leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the big. <laughs> No, leave it. I'd love him at Dallas, but uh, I think judging by um, Byron Jones obviously coming to you boys, I don't think uh, McKinney will. Uh, sorry, I think we'll probably go corner. Uh, Lee, just want to uh, Andy will have a better sort of finger to the pulse than I will on this one. Um, Byron Jones is he staying at corner, or could he move back to safety and then you could draft corners because the corner is much deeper than safeties. That's it, isn't it? That's the, that's another good point. Um, I don't know. I, I think the way that we've hyped uh, hyped it up as the as the best cornerback duo in the league. Um, with Howard on the other side, I think you know it, it could quite happen. It, it could happen. I think the marketing PR team have almost frozen, <laughs> frozen that them to either side of the. Uh, of the pitch. Yeah. 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 Here's one. Here's good. Yeah. No, I'm just saying they paid him like a corner. So yeah, that's true. That's true. I heard, a, I heard an interesting one. Uh, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but someone was saying um, that they were maybe potentially going to use uh, who's, the, who's the other corner? Uh, his name's Howard. Howard. Uh, Howard. Howard. Yes, they were going to use Howard to trade t- trade Howard for a pick and, and do whatever they wanted. Um, anyway, yeah, but any any, any chance that um, the, the Dolphins Andy trade trade away Howard? Uh, quite possibly, just actually. just because of the cap, just because of the cap invested in in the corner position, that was all. Yeah, I, I mean, I quite, I, I think it's still possible. I mean, if you look at um, you look at what Flores' disciplinary um, uh, policy is, he just he, he tends to get rid. But and at the end of last season, there was a whole thing about um, Howard being arrested. I think I think it was for domestic abuse. I'm not sure, um, but that seemed to slip away. So I don't know what's happened there. Um, at the time, it was kind of like, oh, God, we're going we're gonna to get rid of him straight away. Now we've paid Jones. Hmm. It kind of makes sense if, uh, if you ask me. But at the same time, um, 
stupid amount of cap space uh, available at the moment, see how it works for a year, then revisit it if, you, if, if, you, if you're comfortable keeping the player on the roster. Trade him to Dallas. Dallas likes to seem like to have players that have felonies against their name. There we go. That's another day. That's another podcast. Um, did anyone see uh, Antonio Brown got arrested the other day as well? A couple of days ago. Again. It was like it makes it even he beat, news. <laughs> he, um, yeah, exactly. He got he was beat he beat up. A, he's, he's either a postman or a, like a, just a random person. He just beat him up anyway. Um, yeah, again, it's, it's just normal now. I just didn't get in the news. Um, okay, that's enough Miami talk for a little while. Let's move on then, Lee, to your charges. Like I said, I don't think, I don't reckon, I reckon Anthony Lillian's willing to put his head coaching career on the line for, with Tyra Taylor. Um, I'm sure you'll be able to tell me very differently anyway, but um, that, that's just my thought. I've just got a funny feeling that they'll go um, best player available here. Like, say, Simmons dropping at six would be would be great as well. Um, and obviously, they trade in free agency. They traded... Um, Okung for Trey Turner, was it? Right, correct. Yeah. Um, as well. Yeah, God, that seems like fucking years ago. It does um, seem like yeah, a long time Give us your thoughts. Obviously, Lee at six, again, Tom Telesco is a guy that doesn't like to move around the board too much. Uh, do you, A, do you see them taking a quarterback first and foremost? And B, uh, if, if do they do they trade? And if, or if they don't go QB, who do they take? I, I, like I said a moment ago when I was talking about um, myself and Andy's kind of getting cold feet, uh, I, I've kind of gone cold on the fact that we might take a quarterback now. I really, I was saying this to Robin Sean yesterday, I, I feel like we'll we'll take best player available at six, which you know leaves us open to Isaiah Simmons or a tackle, um, and then maybe trading back into this first round maybe for Jordan Love later on if you slip and slide in a little bit. Why, why do I think that? Because, like you said, Anthony Lynn is kind of, he's always been high on Tyrod Taylor, and if you take into account the situation that we're going through at the moment with coronavirus, um, familiarity is going to be a big plus for a lot of things. You know, Tyler Taylor already knows the playbook, he's a veteran, he knows what Lynn wants. And if we're not going to have like a training camp or we're going to have like a shortened season or a shortened preseason, mm. that's going to be really, really valuable. That he knows how to run the offense already. He's going to have a relationship with the wide receivers already. And let's be honest, like he... Tyra Taylor took an Anthony Lynn team to the playoffs. Yeah, let's not forget that. And this yeah, is a yeah, much yeah. better team. I, I think Anthony Lynn loves him. Yeah, yeah, same. I, I mean, he's not he's not the most exciting quarterback in the world. But if we're going to have, say, let's just say for one second that the Chargers get Isaiah Simmons at number six, we're going to have potentially the best defense in the league on paper. But again, that defense. That defense is ready to win a Super Bowl. You just need yeah, all this you is need it. is I mean, just a, a slightly better quarterback and a bit on the offensive line. You are good to go. We just need a quarterback that doesn't throw the ball to everyone like that Indianapolis quarterback, you know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, You know, it's one of those things where, you know, mistakes can be nullified and that, you know, we can win games with defence and just play hard-nosed football, run the ball well with Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson. And I'm not saying we're going to win the Super Bowl, but, you know, we're going to have a chance to be really, really good because that defence is going to be young, going to be fresh, going to be fast. And um, if Isaiah Simmons comes in, you know, we're going to hold people to like 10 points a game so it doesn't give Tyrod that many points to get. But out of ten, Lee, what's what's the chance? Obviously, if if the let's say the Chargers aren't going quarterback at six, what's the chances out of ten that they they move back, they trade back? I don't think so. Tim Telesco doesn't really do that. He doesn't really move. He, he makes small moves. He might make a small move up, but not at like this position. He might he like he made the small move to get Melvin Gordon because he panicked because he thought the Forty Nine was going to take Todd Gurley a few years ago. That would have been funny. Because, like, if, if I'm Tom Telesco and I'm the Chargers, I'm sitting at six and two are in Bauer off the board. If I'm, I'd, I'd be calling or wanting a call from like Indianapolis or a team that want a quarterback and say, look, come, come and we're not taking the quarterback. What do you, what do you want to come up and get for him? Might be able to. It's a big move. Back, 
It depends. But no, it is. But player. we still want a good player. We still want. A, we probably still want alignment in that situation. If Simmons isn't the pick, we still want alignment. So we still can't move that far yeah, back because we want one big four. One of them might already be gone. Yeah, or yeah. Something like that. So yeah, no, I think best player available at six and potentially trade back for John Love in the sec- uh, late first. Sorry. Mm. Yeah, I, I suppose, again, you haven't got a lot of holes to fill. So, again, the need to move back isn't there because you don't need the pick. So, yeah, no, mm. I've just talked myself out of that one. Okay, cool. Let's move on <laughs> to pick <laughs> pick seven then. Uh, Panthers have done a fair amount uh, in the offseason as well, even you know, through free agency, but also uh, through the retirement of Luke Keekley, um, signing Teddy Bridgewater coming through the door at quarterback and also PJ Walker up from the XFL. Does that mean, Ewan, that the Panthers are no longer in the market for a quarterback? Yeah, I don't know. Well, Terry, two gloves necessarily gives you the, the long answer. Uh, they're the long-term no. answer. Um, I think yeah, of all the picks in the draft, I think this is the least likely one that you could possibly call because you've got Matt Rule coming in there on a long deal, expensive deal. So he's going to have the freedom to do whatever he wants at any point um, until it goes seriously wrong for a number of years. So, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I mean, does does Joe Brady come there offensive court coordinator and they make a blockbuster trade up because they're happy to give up the next three years worth of picks to go and get Burrow or something like that? I don't know. It's not without the realms of possibility. I think obviously the guys we touched on, Akuda, Simmons, if they fall, it's a no brainer. I think if you're building a program and that's what Matt Rule got a name for at Temple, um, and Baylor was being a program builder and building up from the you know from you know the took off from the. Art Briles scandal and, and built it right up to something that was a respectable program again. So in doing that, you do that by picks and building the trenches. Um, if it's not necessarily a tackle, um, depending on what it is, I think Javen uh, um, Kinlaw's right up there uh, from South Carolina. I think you know he's three hundred and twenty-four pounds. He's got an eighty-four inch wingspan. I think he's got some serious length, and he plays with such. Uh, such length in the trenches. Uh, he's, he's, uh, you know, I think he just blew people away at the senior bowl. He's a guy that I can see, you know, having the homeless story, living in the car, etc. You know, that kind of appealing to a guy who's just come out of college and likes to see guys grow and go into the next level. So I think he's a potential fit there if they don't go all line. But if you're building for a long term, I think you you take it either lines and, and build your team the right way if, if he's got time on his side. I heard Javon Kinlaw auditioned for Godzilla, but he got beaten out by a Tyrannosaurus Rex. But there we go. <laughs> uh, Lee, <laughs> Lee, do you got uh, anything on that? I was just going to say, with a general point for Carolina, has anyone got them to trade back, perhaps accumulate picks for the rebuild over a long period of time? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. Now that they've got, they've taken Teddy B. Yeah, that might. Well, I think they they definitely could trade back, and I toyed with this idea of them putting all their eggs in one basket for 2021 and getting as much capital for 2021 draft and just pretty much tanking this year. I think that is a possibility. However, I think this is where Isaiah Simmons drops to. Um, I, I have the Chargers taking Herbert and then I have Simmons dropping to here, um, which is, is now thinking about it would probably be finding Simmons at seven is probably a really good value. Um, but I think he does go down that far. And this is where Panthers take him and they rebuild their defense um, through him and, and Brian Burns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Panthers are an interesting one. I'd like to say, of, um, obviously with the QB in place now, it doesn't necessarily... Um, 
yeah, put a tick in that box to be quite honest. But yeah, so lots of options on the table, even including uh, trading back and maybe even trading forward. Uh, however unlikely that might that might might seem. But yeah, Panthers interesting team. Obviously, you've got uh, Tepper as well. He uh, he likes to roll the dice as well, so I wouldn't be surprised something mm-hmm. blockbuster. But yeah, I, I think judging by the obviously getting rid of James Bradbury to the to the Giants and you know quite a lot of you know getting rid of Cam they are they are blowing this whole thing up so I can I can certainly see Panthers being the top five if not a top three pick next season and you know, say they're just going to along for the ride but you know if they do get Simmons if they don't get Simmons or they don't have a coup I wouldn't be surprised if they trade back and say get more like Rob said get more capital for next year as well so yeah, um, yeah. okay uh, let's get <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, let's get to the more sexier, sexier side of things of wide receivers. Um, obviously, a couple of wide receivers have, uh, have have been and gone through free agency. Uh, New York Jets. Uh, Robbie Anderson's obviously gone to the Panthers. Uh, that was, which was a which was a very strange one indeed. Uh, a couple of other teams as well. But uh, Rob, which um, which which teams uh, kind of put themselves to the front of the queue in terms of? Uh, wide receiver, obviously Arizona as well got the uh, Nuke Hopkins deal, which uh, you and I hope you're, are you holding out for that the the, uh, the physical oh. doesn't go through. It wouldn't be unprecedented if it has to get renegotiated <laughs> to get renegotiated because it's happened many times. It happened when the Texans traded uh, Dwayne Brown to Seattle. Uh, the corner Jeremy Lane failed his physical, so they renegotiated, got an extra second round pick, or third round pick out of it. So. Um, yeah, possibly. Um, I hope so. <laughs> uh, it couldn't be any worse. <laughs> but, uh, but um, yeah, yeah, I think that's um, clutching at straws right there, Ewan. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, I mean, on that, I think, I think it's just it's, it's a tough, a tough deal. I think, but um, yeah. So I just trade tra- tra- trade him to the to the Raiders for Jalen Rashad in a third or something. Anyway, <laughs> back to the wide receivers. Rob, uh, give us give us the lowdown. Andy, we'll come to you as well. Give us the lowdown on on the wide receiver watch in terms of what happened in free agency and and, and some some of the teams that are now at the forefront of the queue for a wide receiver in the first round. Mm, well, there, there wasn't too much to talk about when it comes to wide receivers, really, off the free agency. Like you mentioned, Robbie Anderson was probably the the biggest wide receiver uh, who ends up in the Panthers and leaves the Jets in a right hole. I don't see where the Jets are going, to be honest. I don't know what they're doing. Um, uh, Brashard Perriman was another one who who went, um, and it escapes me where he ended up. Someone jump in. He went to the Jets. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's where my mind's going. So um, Brashard Perriman and poor man's Robbie Anderson. Yeah, exactly. So they're, 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 that's that is, I literally just written about this in, in an article. So I don't know why I didn't think about that. Um, um, but yeah, Perriman obviously to Jets downgrade for them. Um, teams that need wide receiver help. I think Denver, um, they could do with someone going opposite Cortland Sutton. So they're in a prime spot to grab one of those top three guys heading into the draft. Um, I also think... Uh, the Raiders are our team, um, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I think they're they're going to be primed to to get some some outside help as well. Um, because I mean, we, we were talking, uh, me and Sean were talking yesterday about the Raiders, uh, and it, we were saying how the Raiders team actually they've done they've done so much off season stuff. Uh, their team defensively looks looks a notch better. Uh, they're building for twenty twenty one and that receiving core, Terrell Williams and Hunter Renfro, um, they've also got the the lad from Buffalo, uh Zay Jones. Um yeah. So they've got sort of three mediocre receivers. Hunter Renfro obviously played the slot really well last year, so he's got another gear he can get to. If they draft a, a, one of these elite wide receivers in, in the first round here, all of a sudden they become a threat. The biggest question is who's going to be throwing them to the ball? 
and are they going to be efficient at it? Um, but yeah, certainly uh, the Vegas Raiders and Denver Broncos are two teams in, in my mind that need a wide receiver. And of course, my very own Indianapolis Colts, we will be hunting down a wide receiver with that, with that early second round pick, I'm pretty sure. Andy, what? Um, yeah, I'll come to you shortly. Andy, what? Uh, any other teams that you you like in the first round? Obviously, Philadelphia, um, who were employing dustbin uh, dustbin towards the end of last season. Uh, or any other teams? Maybe Green Bay to have someone opposite uh, D- Devontae Adams. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've no. got um, I've got the Eagles going uh, receiver. I've got the Broncos. I've got the Raiders. I've got the Vikings, and I've got um, the Packers. So, yeah, a few teams in there. I think, uh, like you said, I think the Eagles um, in my mark. I've got them coming up. Um, Trading with uh, with the Bucks to come up to fourteen to get ahead of the Broncos, so I can get there. If 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 Judy or or Lamb goes off the board to the Raiders, I've got them taking the other one there, and then the Broncos uh, going for 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 Rogues to get that. Like Rob said, that that stretched the field opposite Sutton. But then I think the Vikings have got to replace um have got to replace Diggs. They've got to have that deep threat. Is it Tajay Sharp? <laughs> I, mean, I, I thought I thought Tajay Sharp looked okay. Um, coming, I like I like Tajay Sharp. I'm telling you now, lads. I'm I'm getting on Tajay Sharp bandwagon. Fantasy, no one on it. It's not been built. It's not been fantasy not been built yet. Fantasy fodder. No, he's, he's not. I'm building the wagon as we speak. I'm just waiting for it to be delivered. But the postman a bit late. He was like he was a quality DraftKings pick at the end of the year. If you for, if you needed like a, one of those like three thousand fillers at the bottom, he, he wasn't bad at all. Um, but yeah, I, I think they definitely need uh, definitely need some help there. Whether they go, the, they've got the two first round picks as well, the Vikings. So it makes sense to address that there, and then address like the edge rush, edge rush position as well. And then Green Bay, I think they're just uh, dying for it, aren't they? Rodgers is like in uh, not in decline, I don't think yet, but he's not got a, a long left uh, really. Um, and then um, yeah, it's just a team built to win, isn't it? Really, they they need that help. Um, last year, you just saw his frustration throwing to, to, to low-round guys who weren't really helping him out much. So, yeah, I think that, that they need to invest. I think Justin Jefferson's my guy there. I think uh, I think he'd be a great compliment opposite Adams. So, yeah, um, th- th- those guys definitely. Um, and then you, you, we talked slightly about Miami earlier. My, Miami at 26, definitely uh, definitely in the in the equation as well. I think Rob's, Rob wasn't hanging his hat on Parker. I like Parker a lot, but, yeah, I, I can see them going somewhere else there. Yep, no, that's fair enough. And Lee, give us a, a lay of the land in, in terms of wide receivers uh, in, in the draft. I think the summed up really well, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, they've got the right sort of uh, teams that are going to be in the market. And they're also the right names as well. I really like the Justin Jefferson to Green Bay uh, shout that you just struck throughout there, Andy. Uh, and I really like one that you mentioned a minute ago as well when you were talking about Henry Ruggs going to Denver. Denver are in the market for speed. Uh, they've kind of looking across the, well, I don't know, across the division, I guess, uh, Kansas City. And kind of looking for that Tyreek Hill, I think across the all well, the side of the flank from uh, Cortland Sutton, I think that will make a really good partnership. Another reason why the Chargers need to draft Isaiah Simmons, I think that's going to be one that to look out for. And then you know even more so in the division, I think the Raiders will be after you know one of the other wide receivers, Judy or Lamb. I, I quite think I think that John Gruden will like CD Lamb quite a lot. I think he'll be one of his wide receivers that will look at and think he wants a piece of him. And um, so that means there's a lot of wide receiver talent in the AFC West next year. So yeah, no, I think Lance did a great job to honest something that up. Yeah, I mean, like, I think John Gruden's criteria generally just seems to be: did you play for Alabama generally, and then you, you generally get drafted by John Gruden? Oh, big school, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, is it Alabama? I, think, I was looking at the, the draft last year and the year before, or whenever he, he joined Oakland, uh, obviously now Las Vegas. But yeah, his first two sector, two picks in each draft is like, oh, either Alabama or Oklahoma or something, something like that. Yeah, obviously, they had three picks in the first round last year. <laughs> oh, Clemson, yeah. that was it, sorry. Yeah, Clemson, yeah, it's Clemson and Alabama. Yeah, uh, that's, that's pretty much Renfro it. And another one as well. Um, Mullen, Trayvon Mullen. Loves it, absolutely loves it. Um, right, okay. Let's uh, have a look at some pla- let's, uh, some picks that have been changed in free agency. What's, what's that? What was that? Rambo's oh. under for ages, and you just ignored him. <laughs> oh, sorry. I tell you, I tell you what it is. Like, I, I, I can't share my screen, but I've got the word. I've got a word document with my notes over the half of the Zoom, and where Rob's hand <laughs> probably is. That, that there, so I can see his hand now. So yeah, go on, go on, Rob. I've, I've, I've put Zoom on oh. full screen, so I can see you now. All, all I was saying, and it, it's really nothing important, is that it's the same same names uh, for everyone. I think Justin Jefferson, um, the one player that I really wanted just to talk about really quickly was was uh, Jalen Rager. I've got him going to Green Bay because I think that had he had a better quarterback at TCU, a more consistent quarterback play, I think Jalen Rager would prob- probably be worth a lot more in this draft I think it'd be a sort of a mid first round pick rather than a late or a second rounder so I think uh, Jalen Rager to Green Bay makes a lot of sense uh, because I think Aaron Rodgers can get the best out of him and he could be very very good on the other side of uh, Devonta Allen's Gonley One small issue with that um, Aaron Rodgers doesn't like wide receivers who drop the ball at all. <laughs> well, yeah. Jaden Rager has the highest drop percentage in college football last year, at just over 15%. So, might not be married to in heaven. But, yeah, I like Jaden Rager. He's a good player. He's, very, he's a good fit in the late second round, sorry, late first round. Uh, but maybe not to Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers might murder him by the end of the rookie season. Fair enough. I'd be interested. <laughs> I'd be interested to see. Uh, I, I haven't watched, I have to watch more tape of it, to be honest. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's. Is the quality of the ball coming from the quarterback is anything to do with it, potentially? Maybe it's maybe a bit, but you know, fifteen percent is a lot. <laughs> true. Very, very true. Uh you and you and you and as a as a team in the Texans, obviously that just we joked about them trading away uh Jandra Hopkins and not having a first round pick. Are you hoping that the, the Texans address the wide receiver position? Because it is a deep class. I've, I've done, I haven't got to hand when Houston's first pick is. It's probably 2024 or something. But I oh know so you'd have got a second round from David Johnson, wasn't it? Do you, do you expect them to address New Hopkins with the second, second round pick? Well, I think they would have had a, a first round pick if the Eagles hadn't have uh, backed at the deal when they knew that uh, Hopkins wanted a new contract. So it's such as such as there's a bit of money. But, um, but yeah, no, I think... Yeah, for me, I think there's this talk like guys like Brandon Anouk, Denzel Mims are guys that I like. Even somebody a bit later in the draft, like uh, Brian Edwards in South Carolina, I think he's he's been a three-year starter there. He was still the star in the team when Debo Samuel was there last year. So, um, so yeah, I think there's there's a lot of lot of good good players out there. Laviska Chenault as well from Colorado State is a guy I like a bit of a gadget player, uh, but sort of in that Debo Samuel mold. As well, so you know, there, there's multiple ways that that, uh, that teams could go, and I think it's interesting because it is so deep. There's probably players that would normally go in the third and fourth, or might fall to the fifth and sixth. Um, do, so, do teams rely on that depth of that position and take other more premium positions first? You know, like cornerback, tackle, defensive line, edge rusher, um, and allow to go back to the well later on for wide receiver. So, there's potentially some good. Uh, value in the second round, I think, as there is every year, you do get guys that drop and you get a couple of steals in there. But 
Um, but yeah, there could, there could there could be there could be a number of guys um, that could uh, Jalen Ragan or TCU is a guy I like as well. Uh, but yeah, he's inconsistent. So you know, if they're not first round prospects, they're interesting. Uh, it's funny because watching Justin Jefferson as well, I think he's a guy who's who who he doesn't seem like any deficiencies in his game. But I don't see any kind of elite traits there. If you like, he's kind of a big slot. He'll 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 do well and he'll win and he'll win across the middle. Um, but the college receiving game is totally different to the NFL, and you can get you get your uh, take take a few take a few licks across the middle if you're not careful. And I don't know how that will change his game if he's not got the you know the elite burst to get away from guys. But yeah, it is an unbelievable year for uh, wide receivers. So I think a lot of teams are going to be happy, just like they were last year with all the guys that got picked up in the second round. It's uh, it seems like a good class if you need one. Just as well you didn't pick up Randall Cobb that way. <laughs> no, I actually think I actually think Randall Cobb would do quite well in uh, in Houston. Uh, I quite like the offense, so the other way he's suited to to Randall Cobb. So I'd be interested. Yeah. You know, I watched. Uh, yeah. I watched. I, I probably watched at least six plays through his tape last year, where he was wide open and Dak never saw him. So, <laughs> so he still got the juice. Uh, there's one against the Eagles that he goes up against the Vaughty Maddox, uh, runs it up and out, clear touchdown, and uh, and uh, Dakota's trying to check it down. So. He's probably got some more if he plays with, but he plays with a guy, but uh, he plays with a real one under centre. He, uh, his touches might go up, I think, this year. Let's see. Touche, Ewan. Touche. Um, yeah, I haven't really got a response to that, so well done, yeah. Well done, yeah. Right, okay. Let's uh, let's round this off because we've begun almost an hour. Uh, Rob and Andy. Uh, obviously, a couple of teams that have traded picks in, in free agency in return for players. The first one, obviously, your Indianapolis Colts decided that pick 13 uh, was enough for um, DeForest Buckner from that San Francisco. So San Francisco, San Francisco, San Francisco now hold the number 13 overall pick. Uh, did, yeah, did you did you like the the exchange there for 13 for, for Buckner, or would you prefer to pick from 13? And and what do you think San Francisco uh, will do will do with that pick? Um, I think it was a pretty fair trade all the way around. I think both teams won. I think uh, San Francisco point of view, I think they, they, they knew they couldn't pay Buckner when the, his contract rolls around uh, after just doing a massive contract for Eric Armstead. So uh, I, I think it made sense for them to get the best value for him. He was, I think he was seventh overall in his draft. Um, and he's a two-time pro bowler. So he's uh, worth the 13th, 13th pick for Indy. The defensive tackle is one position where we were, we've been crying out for a good defensive tackle for about six or seven years now. I couldn't even tell you the last good defensive tackle we had. And it's, it, it, so it, that's a big need that has been ticked and we don't have to worry about it now. He's young. I think he's 25. He's, he's got plenty of years, years left in the tank. We did a good thing by extending his contract. Uh, he's, he's one of the best defensive tackles in the league. Definitely top 10 worth a 13th pick so uh, yeah I, I, I liked it for us and I don't think San Francisco can grumble too much because they're going to be able to get uh, either either a wide receiver one of their needs uh, or they might be able to replace him straight up if Derek Brown falls down to the 13th I don't think he will but uh, Kid Law has been mentioned tonight he could be there at 13 uh, so they could literally just swap straight in straight out with the, with the next best defensive tackle coming through the draft 
Mm. And uh, Andy, obviously, that gives the San Francisco 49ers two picks in the first round. Now, uh, off left tackle is obviously one where they could potentially look to uh, replace Joe Staley. Um, as he obviously he's getting on Father Times, catching him up. Um, obviously, uh, San Francisco have 13 and number 31. Do you think that they'll trade any of those and move back to get a few more picks uh, in the in the middle rounds? Because I don't think they pick until the what the fourth round or so uh, between the, the first round picks as well. So, how, how do you see San Francisco? Is it fifth? Yeah. Um, do, how, how do you see San Francisco playing those yeah. two cards in the first round? Yeah, I think they'll try. I think their, their preference would probably be to trade out of 13. They'll probably get a bit more of a haul for it. But I don't know who's going to be buying there because I think by that time you're going to have seen um, most of the tackles go off the board, that, that, that top tier of tackles. But um, so but that's probably the, the most likely position I've got for people trading up. So I, I think they'll be, uh, I don't think they'll get the offer they want. I think they. I've got them going CJ Henderson, uh, cornerback. So uh, that might be an option there. And then trading back from 31. So um, yeah, I think they'd be more likely to get like uh, second and fourth or whatever for, for your 31st pick um, rather than, uh, than trying to pick up like a big haul for number 13. So I think they'll definitely trade one of them. They definitely need to um, give themselves a bit more um, a bit more depth to make that Super Bowl run again next year. Um, who's buying at 13? I, I really don't know. Um, so 31, I mean, I've got the Broncos coming back up to, to, to 31 to take a corner above, uh, above the Chiefs, um, but it could be any plethora of people. I think you could, uh, Lee said, if, the, if Jordan loves uh, slipping, there's a, there's a, a team to jump up. You could even see um, the, the Texans coming back up into the first round with a bit of uh, capital there as well. So, yeah, I think they'll definitely definitely trade out. And for me, 31's the, the, the place they, go, they, they trade back from. Dee, what what do what do you, what do you think San Francisco do with the moves so they they avoid a, an eight and eight, a five hundred season? Been talking to me. <laughs> yeah, been talking to you. Yeah. Uh, come on, we're we doing that again, are we? Yeah, Couple <laughs> of quits. No, I, I just put my hand up because um, I think Andy's right. I think they trade out of thirty one because it's obviously that prime spot for someone coming back in maybe for a quarterback or someone that they like to that extra year. Um, but I think 13, one of the, one of the pick, picks that one of the picks that I really want to see more than anything in this first round, it's not even for my team, is I want to see Jerry Judy and Kyle Shanahan's offense. That would be just incredible. And that is not going 8-8 eight and eight anymore, you know. Uh, and that's maybe going back to the Super Bowl because that is an incredible offense that he's going to create with that pick. Oh. Yes. Right, 9 <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to do it. We'll have to do another, another round and see what we can do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going under the Vegas line for their season wins. I tell you that now. Um, okay, <laughs> can't help, can't help myself. Can't help myself. Um, right, okay, let's finish this off then. Uh, Minnesota, obviously, the other team at Ewan. Uh, we've obviously mentioned that Stefan Diggs obviously has packed his bags to be disappointed over in Buffalo when Josh Allen overthrows him by 50 yards. Um, the replacement at the moment is Tajay Sharp, obviously former Tennessee Titan. Uh, Minnesota obviously had a, a mass exodus on defence as well, amongst them some other positions. What, what do you see them doing with their, their extra first-round pick? Yeah, I think they're in a couple, yeah, a couple of spots where anything could fall to them. Yeah, as you said, they've got, they've got a lot of issues on defence potentially with, uh, with, something to, with holes to fill. You've got, you know, you've got somebody to pro- probably bring in a receiving position. Um, you're probably not going to get that at tight end. Uh, they invested in Irv Smith from Bama last year. Kyle Rudolph actually played probably his best season. Took that as a bit of an impetus to, to um, you know to step his game up to the levels that everybody would be accustomed to. So yeah, potentially a wide out. I think they'll go with and um, 
and and it just depends. I think interior line could be something they look at, or they look at tackle and kick where they reef inside. So um, yeah, it could, it could be one of the one of those um, one of those kind of moves where you just they just let the board board fall to them, and they've got the, the nice position of they can they can pick up the best value that they they see fit. So um, obviously they, they they put the tag on um, and Harris at, at safety. So. Um, but they did lose a lot of corners, so um, so yeah, corner I think could be easily won. I think there's there's a lot of guys this year. I, I think from corners are interesting position because it's probably the third most important spot on your roster to get right in terms of positional value. You think guys like uh, C.J. Henderson out of Florida is probably 190 pounds soaking wet. So has he got you know has he got the potential to hold up in in the run game? Uh, you've seen that with you know like Kevin Johnson for example came out of Wake Forest bounced around teams great corner but just didn't have the physical frame to play up to the you know there's guys like Jeff Gladney from TCU come into the uh, into the round. Does uh, Jalen uh, Johnson from Utah is, is our team scared off by his injury history? Yeah, it's, it's up for debate at the minute. So. Um, there could be some overdrafting done in the first round based on probably talent and equitable to other positions. So, yeah, I think they've got a good opportunity to try and add where, where they see fit. But you've got to think defense and even maybe up front, depending on what they can, what they, what they can uh, find. But again, this isn't a great t- class for edge rushers either, I think, you know, beyond the top guys. So uh, Epines is not great. Um, Gross Matos, developmental prospect. Um, McCravey on chase on from LSU, quite a light frame guy to play in a four three on the you know on the outside. Um, he's probably more of a an outside linebacker in a in a four three um, or an outside linebacker in a three four. So just because of his frame. So yeah, I, there's all plenty of options. I think they've got a nice position. I think when you've got multiple first round picks, but you've got to hit on them. Um, the, the success rates are not high for a reason. No, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. And let's let's just before we get out of here, then hands up. Does anyone think uh, any teams that don't have a first round pick at the moment will trade back into to get the first? Do you, do you see you and do you see the Texans trade back into the first, or are they they done for the first round? Uh, I'd never put anything beyond that, man. Um, to be honest with you, um, <laughs> so, so, yeah. Deshaun Watson would, pick thirty-two. Pick thirty. Yeah, I would. No, I think. No, I, I think there'd be people. People slated that trade, and I think how it looks outside the bit. Nobody's going to give up a first-round pick to pay an extra guy eight million dollars extra year on top of his deal that's still got three years out of the five that he signed. So um, it looks terrible on the face of it, but um, but yeah, I mean the, the the question raises just don't do anything would have been the much easier uh, option, particularly we might not even have a season this year. Um, hopefully that trade's consummated before the uh, draft because that 40th overall pick still technically Arizona's at the minute. So um, until this trade's finalised, <laughs> uh, Hopkins can't even leave Arizona to go and take his medical. So um, because it's on lockdown, so we're you know you're waiting on external factors. So if that has to get renegotiated, definitely won't be the Texans because uh, they've got nothing to give them. So we'll take Pat P and Chandler Jones and uh, we'll call it quits. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I think the, the Texans could um, possibly possibly trade up. Um, it's it would just depend who falls. But I think um, the only only position I could see is doing that is for edge rusher, and I don't think there's anybody who's worthy of that in this class. And I don't think there's anybody in at corner would be the the second position. I think it's our biggest need uh, wide receiver being the tertiary. So yeah, I, I, I would say it's unlikely, uh, but you just never know with that guy. Mm. Shame there's no edge rushers currently free agents, eh, yeah, Ewan? 
Well, we're doing a we're doing a full pod on that as well for some time, but yeah. <laughs> but again, that's a great that's a great one actually because I think you, you like you read NFL.com and you think you're informed, but actually there's 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 like multiple teams have given them have offered them less money than the Texans offered them two years ago. He got offered eighteen point eight million of his last deal over a four and a half or five year deal, I think. Um, so I think Buzz Cooks. Uh, I don't know if you've ever read any of the uh, uh, Steve McNair stuff, but he's a bit of a crooked character, and I think he's uh, outthought himself that time. So I think he's he's done his client at the service because he's now floating in uh, floating in in, uh, in nowhere. So which is a shame for a guy with that amount of talent. He's a serious serious player. So um, in the right in the right scheme. But yeah, there you go. It's funny how it all works. People are easily forgotten, and they're on the next thing, and that's what all the draft's all about, isn't it? No, that's absolutely absolutely okay. Yeah, quick round table. Hands up, anyone? Anyone think any other teams that without any any first round uh, picks going to trade back in? Now, Chicago is obviously another one. Any anything else? Anyone? Any more for any more? I uh, think um, the Saints might trade out of the first round because they haven't got a hell of a lot of needs. Uh, so I can see a team potentially trading into the first round with the Saints. Yeah, I mean, one thing I will say before I come to you, Lee, is there's, there's quite a lot of teams on the on the back end that could trade out. Obviously, San Francisco, we've mentioned at 31 as well, but even Kansas City could move back back, back at 32. Um, obviously, they've been I've seen a lot of mocks where they go running back, but you know, they've got Damian Williams for another year at least, anyway. But um, you know, the shelf life of, of running backs is, is quite quite short. So if you're going to draft a running back, chances are you're going to use them. Uh, Lee, what, what what were you going to say about trading? Seattle are going to trade out, aren't they? They always do. So that's another one. And that would quite ruin the Saints one because that's just after their pick as well. So someone wants to jump ahead. But yeah, no, I just think Seattle always do it. They always want more picks. So I think that's one to watch for sure. That's kind of the, the spot that I'm marking for the Chargers to maybe move up for Jordan Love if he's still there. Because Seattle are always going to want to do that. Do you think there's a possibility of uh, people doing what they can to as mass as many picks this year? on the premise that there might not be a season and somebody wants to try and get up and get the number one pick next year for Trevor Lawrence. Interesting point. Because, yeah, I, I mean, that's, I think, the big unknown. If there's no season and there's a, no games played, which is not without the realms of possibility, uh, does everybody just sit in the same order? I assume so. But I saw, uh, I saw quite an interesting theory, and it was just a theory, and it's not mine by any means, but I saw an interesting theory that if there's no season at all, no college football season, that the players will be put in the supplemental draft. So there'll be bidding more, which will make it really interesting. Mm. Yeah, but, funny times, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting <laughs> point. Yeah, it could be done. Um, could be Just let everyone battle it out on Madden. Get one player from each team to represent themselves on Madden. Have a full season. I'm up for that. <laughs> I'm up for that. Did you see that there was a Madden tournament and doing James won it? So I'm up for that. Yeah, we'll have Trevor. Fantastic. <laughs> I wonder why you watched it, Lee. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only one. It's anything, <laughs> anything charges are going to win for a while. Um, anyway, because I think the, yeah, the, I the bit, se- I bit of that. Um, this, I was going to say the season not going ahead is is. Uh, I think it was uh, Adam Schefter called it out, and the the possibility of if you've got a collective a bargain agreement based on a percentage of revenue, if your revenue suddenly halves because all games are played behind closed doors or they're not played at all, there's less games than you've suddenly got all these contracts projected to fit under a cap that's now shrunk. So the, the repercussions of not playing this season are huge. So you think they'll play regardless. Yeah. I don't know if they do a WWE job where they uh, play in front of nobody. That's quite possible. Or they're talking about just taking the non-divisional uh, games out of it 
and and just playing uh, your your own uh, your own conference and your own division and uh, and reduce it down by four games to squeeze it in and they'll and they'll take away some of the preseason as well. But strange times, I think. Isn't it? Mm. It's a bit odd. It's all in there, isn't it? Sounds so like a topic for another podcast. <laughs> hey, there we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep on cogs at home, cogs at home. Right, let's let's get out of it because it's been it's been well over now. Right, referees are running in. Two minute warning. So yes, of course, uh, plenty of content coming your way at full 10 yards over the, well, this week, next week, and all the way up until the draft. Talking of college, mock drafts are going to be coming out thick and fast. Um, yeah, certainly me, Lee, uh, Robin, and Andy have all at least uh, done one as well. No, no doubt there'll be certainly more as well before uh, before the big virtual day. Um, obviously going to be supporting that with some draft cards. I've been doing some of those today whilst I've been off and putting some videos together. Um, and Lee's been doing, been kind enough to do the audio, so look out for those on social media. They'll be on the website as well. And of course, uh, articles as always over at 410yard.com uh, Britball Week obviously um, is, is just finished well, it finishes tomorrow with Jason Scott uh, the head coach of the GB Lions so if you're anything uh, UK you like a bit of UK American football go and check that out as well lots of uh, lots of different podcasts lots of di- different articles uh, on the website as well me and Adam will get together and probably a couple of other, de- other de- degenerates of the 410 Yards for a betting podcast for the NFL draft uh, as well so keep your eyes peeled for that I'm not too sure there's too much else obviously uh, fantasy articles are going up and around as well flickering through obviously the impact of the NFL draft will um will will, will have a bit of a ripple effect as well where these wide receivers running backs and quarterbacks do end up but that's going to do it for today's podcast I hope you enjoyed it don't forget to subscribe rate and review on Apple Podcasts do us a big favor you've got a couple minutes more spare you've not got any work to do anymore so head over to Apple Podcasts give us a five-star review that would be fabulous and as well if you want to go and grab yourself a new Tampa Bay jersey uh, you can get 10% off over at NFL Europe shop so if you want to stick a bit of her 12 and t- of Tom Brady on the back on there as well get 10% off that I think it was what 80 quid take get take eight quid off it and uh, only pay 72 um, yeah temp, uh, full 10 is your code on that but in the meantime we will be back very soon indeed it's goodbye from Rob see you later peeps it's a goodbye from Andy goodbye guys it's goodbye from you. No words. <laughs> this is an audio podcast, Ewan. Apologies. I'll mute. Goodbye. <laughs> and it's goodbye from Lee. And I'll see you on the side of them. In the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's a bye-bye for now. A bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or email the show full10yards at gmail.com.